Welcome to Signal from the Noise by Podcast Notes, the best ideas from the world's best podcasts in minutes. Please enjoy the notes from the young Bill Gates and the making of the Microsoft Empire, Founders Podcast with David Senra number 290 episode of Founders. Claim. Intro. In this episode, David Senra shares the key learnings from the book Hard Drive, Bill Gates and the Making of the Microsoft Empire, which covers the rise of Bill Gates up until the age of 35. Check out these podcast notes on the iconic Jeff Bezos shareholder letters. Host, David Senra, at Founders. Podcast. A young Bill Gates. The young Bill Gates was nothing like the Bill Gates that you see in the media today. Young Bill Gates was like Genghis Khan in a Mr. Rogers costume according to David Senra. The way people described Bill Gates when he was younger. Aggressive and stimulated by conflict prone to change moods quickly. Dominating personality with outstanding powers of leadership? Nothing about Bill Gates was normal. He had a hard-nosed confrontational style. His intensity at times simply boiled over into raw unthrottled emotion. If left to his own devices, Gates would sit in his room and read forever. Young Bill Gates read the encyclopedia from beginning to end when he was eight years old. A description of Bill from his mother, he has pretty much done what he wanted since the age of eight. Had an obsessive personality and a compulsive need to be the best. Everything he did, he did to the max. How Bill's close friends described him, he was far from being a social outcast, had a sense of humor, was a risk-taker, liked to have fun, and had immense range of knowledge. Paul Allen's mother described Bill Gates as being an edge-walker, Bill's parents transferred him to a private school called Lakeside when he was in the seventh grade. This was where Bill first interacted with a computer. This is where Gates' obsession with computers started and where he met his Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen. Becoming addicted to his first computer. The Lakeside school had a PDP-10 computer and was billed by GE for computer time used. Parents raised $3,000 so their children could use the computer for the entire school year, or so they thought. Bill's addiction to the computer aligns with Charlie Munger's advice for success, you want to maneuver yourself into doing something in which you have an intense interest. Quote, we don't choose our passions, they choose us, Jeff Bezos. Gates could not explain why he reacted in the way that he did to the computer, but it triggered a deep obsession in him. The faculty did not know anything about computers. Within the first few weeks, the $3,000 raised by the parents was gone, mostly due to Bill's usage. Bill Gates hacked into the computer system and changed the amount of time that he and his friends used it in the school's accounting system. At first, they got in trouble for hacking in. But then, they got a job that granted them unlimited computer time. In exchange for helping the computer company the school paid to identify and fix software bugs, the company gave Bill and his friends unlimited computer time. In middle school, Bill Gates and his friends were often in the computer lab past midnight. Gates and his friends were obsessed with learning anything they could about bugs, operating systems, and software. Gates dug through the trash outside of computer stores to learn tidbits left behind by the day shift. He would take discarded notes out of the trash, with coffee grinds on them and the other garbage, so he could study operating systems. A young man with no money and tons of enthusiasm is a common theme among successful founders. Bill Gates and Paul Allen stood out because of their enthusiasm, 
concerned parents. Bill's parents became increasingly concerned about their son's obsession with the computer. They described the computer as having a supernatural hold on him. When Bill was in ninth grade, they ordered him to stop using computers completely, which he temporarily complied with. He had to direct his endless energy towards something other than computers, so he started reading everything he could. There was a nine-month period where Bill Gates did not use a computer because his parents ordered him to stop. Bill Gates' love for reading. He read with the same commitment that he had to computers. He read the biographies of Franklin Roosevelt and Napoleon to understand how the great figures of history thought. Quote, the idea that some people were super successful was interesting. What did they know? What did they do? What drove those kinds of successes? Bill Gates. A desire for wealth. Bill Gates knew that he wanted to be very rich and said so at a very early age. He did not know what exactly he would do with his life, but he seemed confident that whatever it was, it would make him a lot of money. He made predictions about his future success and wealth on several occasions. Gates told several friends that he would be a millionaire by the time he turned 30. He told another friend that he would make his first million by the time he was 25. These did not feel like predictions to Gates' friends, Bill spoke about his future success like it was predestined. Bill and Paul Allen identified that there was money to be made in software and computer programming. Trafo Data Before Microsoft, Bill Gates and Paul Allen started a company together called Trafo Data while still in high school. The objective of Trafo Data was to read the raw data from roadway traffic counters and create reports for traffic engineers. Gates and Allen grossed about $20,000 from this pursuit. Trafo Data eventually folded when Gates went off to college. Planting the Seeds of Microsoft Bill and Allen had ongoing discussions about what they should do together in the future. He and Allen began to talk seriously about forming their own software company. Bill Gates was graduating high school at the time and heading off to Harvard. Gates and Allen shared the same vision that computers would eventually be in every home just like the telephone. These computers would need software software made by Bill Gates and Paul Allen. Harvard Bill arrived at Harvard with the same level of intensity he had in everything he did prior. Bill Gates told a friend that he went to Harvard University to learn from people smarter than he was, but was left disappointed. Most of his time spent at Harvard was not on his classes, but on programming and playing poker. He regularly fell asleep in his classes. He was living on the edge at Harvard, it was not unusual for him to go three days without sleep. He would go for 36 hours straight, collapse for 10 hours, then go out to get a pizza and go back at it. Gates did not think he was getting much from Harvard. Key excerpt from the book Hard Drive, Gates and Allen were convinced the computer industry was about to reach critical mass, and when it exploded it would usher in a technological revolution of astounding magnitude they were on the threshold of one of those moments when history held its breath and jumped as it had done with the development of the car and the airplane they could either lead the revolution or be swept along by it. Gates may have never dropped out of college if it was not for the constant push from Paul Allen. Paul Allen was much more eager to start a company than Gates, who was worried about the reaction from his family if he dropped out of Harvard. At Harvard, but unsure what to do next. Key excerpt from the book Hard Drive, 
Bill had a monomaniacal quality he would focus on something and really stick with it he had the determination to master whatever it was he was doing Bill was deciding where he was going to put his energy and to hell with what anyone else thought. This aligns with Edwin Land's quote, don't do anything that someone else can do. Gates was one of the best math students at Harvard, but he was not the best, so he decided he could never be a mathematician. Bill Gates wanted to be the best at what he chose to do because it increased the odds that he would do some world-class thing. Gates may not have been the best math student at Harvard, but he had no peers in computer science. Allen finally convinced Gates that the personal computer miracle was going to happen and that they needed to be in it. Gates dropped out of Harvard, for the first time, to start what eventually became Microsoft. Gates actually returned to Harvard for a semester but ultimately dropped out again, this time for good. The first Microsoft project. Bill Gates dropped out of Harvard and moved to Albuquerque where an important computer company MITS was headquartered. The founder of MITS, Ed Roberts, said he would pay the first person that wrote the basic programming language for his Altair computer, so Gates and Allen got to work. MITS became the first customer of what eventually became Microsoft. They struck a deal with MITS where Microsoft received a license fee for each computer that was sold with its basic programmed on it. Gates and Allen shared a room in Albuquerque to save money. Bill Gates being financially conservative. Bill Gates being financially conservative is a theme that repeats over and over again the book Hard Drive. Microsoft got from founding to IPO without having to take money from venture capital. Bill's parents and grandparents taught him to be financially conservative, and that is how he intended to run his company. Starting Microsoft Gates and Allen knew that the PC would eventually be everywhere, and they wanted their software to be on all of them. From day one, Bill knew that Microsoft's mission was to provide the software for all the personal computers that were coming. Part of Microsoft's early success was due to the team of programmers that Gates and Allen began to assemble in the spring of 1976. These programmers became known as the MicroKids, High IQ Insomniacs who wanted to join the personal computer crusade. Their passion for computers took them to the limits of their ability and endurance. The MITS Dispute Microsoft's deal with MITS came into dispute when Gates did not want to be told who could use Microsoft software and who could not. MITS sued Microsoft, which put the company in a period of limbo where it could not license its basic to other customers. It took several months to resolve the matter. This period was the only time in Microsoft's history when the company faced money problems. During the dispute, the founder of MITS Ed Roberts sold his company to Protect. Roberts warned Protect that it would have its corporate hands full with Gates, but no one listened to him. Quote, Protect kept telling me I was being unreasonable and they could deal with this guy. Gates it was like Roosevelt telling Churchill that he could deal with Stalin. Ed Roberts comparing a 21-year-old Bill Gates to Joseph Stalin. Protect ended up losing the dispute with Bill Gates and the Microsoft floodgates opened once again. Microsoft never had to worry about money again after the period of litigation with MITS slash Protect. Leaving Albuquerque for Seattle Bill kept Microsoft lean, it only had 11 employees four years into the company. When making the move from Albuquerque to Seattle, the other Microsoft observed Bill driving over 100 miles per hour in his Porsche. Gates thought the time required to drive there was wasteful and wanted to get back to programming as soon as possible. A look behind the scenes of early Microsoft. 
Gates was Microsoft's main salesman in the early days of the company. He prioritized sales over everything. For years he was the sole person at Microsoft cold calling and selling the software to computer hardware companies. He was the best kind of salesman because he knew the product and he believed in it. Gates approached every client with the zealotry of a true believer. Key excerpt from the book, Gates sustained Microsoft through tireless salesmanship for several years he alone made the cold calls and haggled, cajoled, browbeat, and harangued the hardware makers of the emerging personal computer industry, convincing them to buy Microsoft's services and products, he was the best kind of salesman there is. He knew the product, and he believed in it moreover, he approached every client with the zealotry of a true believer. Quote from Bill Gates at the age of 25, when we got up to 30 employees, it was still just me, a secretary, and 28 programmers. I wrote all the checks, answered the mail, took the phone calls. Gates was selling into a market of 200 hardware brands that needed software. The IBM and Microsoft deal. Many people at IBM did not believe it was possible for IBM to develop its own personal computer given the existing culture and structure of the company. Some would describe IBM as a bloated bureaucracy at the time. An IBM employee describing Bill, Bill overcame his weakness, he looked young, by relying on his strengths, which were his mind and his passion for his work. Microsoft and IBM struck a deal where Microsoft would provide the software for IBM's PC. The deal remained private throughout the development of IBM's PC development process. Key excerpt from Hard Drive, and arguably Bill's most important decision ever, IBM had talked to Gates about a fixed price for an unlimited number of copies of the software Microsoft licensed to IBM. The longer Gates thought about this proposal, the more he became convinced it was bad business. Gates had decided to insist on a royalty arrangement with IBM. Microsoft retaining ownership of whatever software it developed was another key component of the deal with IBM. One reason why Microsoft had leverage on this part of the deal was that IBM was under investigation for monopolistic behavior, an investigation that occurred over three separate presidential administrations. Gates examined the contract and changed the key language that specified the sale of the operating system 86 DOS to IBM instead of licensing it to them. This change turned him into a billionaire and those that worked with him, millionaires. For only $50,000, Gates bought all the rights to 86 DOS from Seattle Computer Products in what many consider to be the bargain of the century. Just a few years later, 86 DOS, now renamed MS DOS, had become an industry standard. By 1991, Microsoft was making $200 million per year from sales of MS-DOS alone. The public announcement of the Microsoft and IBM deal was the turning point in Microsoft's history. There was no celebrating at Microsoft, they got right back to work. This is a similar attitude shared by Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods, as explained by Mark Bansell in his book Driven From Within, you have to be uncompromised in your level of commitment to whatever you are doing, or it can disappear as fast as it appeared to look around, just about any person or entity achieving at a high level has the same focus the morning after Tiger Woods rallied to beat Phil Mickelson at the Ford Championship in 2005. He was in the gym by 6.30 to work out no lights no cameras no glitz or glamour uncompromised. First time taking outside money. Gates sold 5% of Microsoft for a million dollars to technology venture investors, a venture capital firm in Menlo Park, California. Microsoft did not need the venture capital. Gates was essentially hiring the VC firm's expertise. Steve Ballmer convinced Gates to do the deal as a long-term investment for the future of the company. 
Bill Gates was ruthless. Bill Gates wanted to eliminate his opponents from the playing field. He learned early on that killing the competition was the name of the game, the more that are metaphorically killed the fewer there are later on to challenge you. Game theory suggests that you have a higher probability of winning if you have fewer competitors. Despite Gates being a multi-billionaire and Microsoft being the undeniable leader of its category, Bill Gates still wanted to destroy the competition. Gates knew the CEO of every company in his industry and the last year's revenue numbers of those companies. He was deeply plugged into the state of his industry. At an industry conference, a competitor caught Bill sitting off in the corner of a room staring at a photo held in his hands of said competitor. Improving Weaknesses Gates knew where he was weak and was willing to listen to others. Microsoft Word was originally going to be released as multi-tool Word and be a continuation of a multi-plan application that Microsoft already had. An employee named Roland Hansen recommended the name be changed to Microsoft Word so people associated the app, Word with the company, Microsoft. The brand is the hero, argued Hansen, people start to associate certain images with the brand, and that becomes much more important than any single product. Microsoft must be made the hero. Products come and go, the opportunity to create a halo around a product must be seized. It is much easier to create momentum and launch new products under the halo of an existing successful product. The renaming and branding of Microsoft Word is an example of Gates not being good at something, but finding and listening to a person who is good at that something. Gates siphoned off talent from Xerox Park a research and development company in the valley that moved too slowly and created disgruntled employees. Apple was just Steve Jobs with 10,000 lives. The founder's personality is going to be embedded into the company. This is also true for Bill Gates with Microsoft and Jeff Bezos with Amazon. Microsoft hired clones of its leader over and over and over again. Zero tolerance for distractions. Bill Gates was intolerant of distractions. He did not own a television. He disconnected the radio in his car. According to Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, focus was the key factor to success. Reluctantly taking Microsoft public. Bill Gates did not want to take Microsoft public. He eventually realized that Microsoft had no choice but to go public. He was 30 years old when he took the company public. Bill Gates on taking Microsoft public, I hate the whole thing all I'm thinking and dreaming about is selling software, not stock. On the day that Microsoft went public, Bill Gates was off the coast of Australia on a 56-foot sailing yacht reading books. He chartered the boat for five days. This was one of his reading vacations where he spent time away from everything and read as many books as possible. Gates still takes these reading weeks to this day. Bill Gates officially became a billionaire at the age of 31. No one in the history of America, from the robber barons to the corporate raiders, had made so much money at such a young age. Book mentioned. Hard Drive, Bill Gates and the Making of the Microsoft Empire by James Wallace and Jim Erickson. Poor Charlie's Almanac, The Wit and Wisdom of Charles T. Mungerby Peter D. Kaufman. The Dream of Salomeo by Life and the Idea of Humanistic Capitalism by Brunello Cuccinelli. Idea Man, a memoir by the co-founder of Microsoft by Paul Allen. Drive from Within by Michael Jordan and Mark Vansel. Overdrive, Bill Gates and the Race to Control Cyberspace by James Wallace.
Invent and Wander, the collected writings of Jeff Bezos B. Jeff Bezos and Walter Isaacson. Alexander the Great, the brief life and towering exploits of history's greatest conqueror, as told by his original biographers by Arian, Plutarch, and Quintus Curtius Rufus. That wraps up the notes for this episode. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated. Don't forget to go to podcastnotes.org and subscribe to our free newsletter. The Top 10 Ideas of the Week. Every Monday.